0: Welcome to the Good Fight Sports Podcast, your home for local sports here in the 574. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 5 of the Good Fight Sports Podcast. I am Kenny Kramer and I am the only one here today. Brady wasn't uh, able to make it today, uh, which is unfortunate. Um, but hey, we're still gonna have a sports podcast. It's just gonna be me uh writing solo today. Uh, and we're gonna jump right in. Uh semi-states for high school basketball for boys were yesterday. Um, so we're gonna jump right in. Uh class four A uh in the north uh side of the bracket for four A. Uh the uh semi-state site was at Michigan City. Uh and the teams over there, uh were Kokomo, uh, Fort Wayne, Wayne, Penn, and Hammond Central. Uh, those four teams combined for a field record uh, at that semi-state of 96-10. and 10. Uh, So an absolutely dominant uh, semi-state uh, grouping over there. Uh, and the first game of the uh, semi-state semifinal was Kokomo and Fort Wayne-Wayne. And Kokomo absolutely dominated uh, Fort Wayne Wayne, going on to win by uh, 22 points, 73 to 51. Um, and the star player for Kokomo, uh, Flory Bedunga, uh, he's 6'10", a junior um, forward, uh, and he's already won Gatorade Player of the Year, and... Um, he had uh, 31 points, 19 rebounds, and 8 block shots. Um, just an absolutely dominant player. Um, and you're probably like, well, no, duh, he's 6'10". But, I mean, he was absolutely dominant. Um, the one thing that I have, and I just questioned uh, why, but Fort Wayne Wayne kept attacking him and challenging him at the rim. And it's like, oh, you're not going to win that because we all know what's going to happen. He's either going to block the shot or he's going to get fouled. And rarely did he foul. Now, in that game, he was, uh, uh, Badunga was called for, I believe, if I'm remembering cl- correctly, uh, three fouls. But that wasn't in the span of, you know, a few minutes. That was in the span of the whole entire game that he. Combined for that, he I believe he got three fouls, but I mean, either way, he had a dominant performance uh, in the first game, uh, and that meant that the uh, Kokomo Wildcats would advance to the championship game of semi state, playing the winner of Penn and Hammond Central. Um, So, the second game after Kokomo and Fort Wayne Wayne was Penn and Hammond Central. Penn came in with a record of 27 and 1. And Hammond Central came in with a record of twenty-six and one. Now, on paper, this was supposed to be a fourteen-point win for Penn. Also, this was probably one of the better games record-wise. If you were just looking, based on what both game uh, for both games of the semifinal round, um, the first game both teams had lost four times. So, Kokomo it was 22 and 4 coming in, and him, uh, Fort Wayne Wayne was 21 and 4. Um, so, with the win, Kokomo moves up to 23 and 4. Uh, but in the second game, both teams had lost the combined two times. Um, and from the start, Penn just kind of jumped all over him at Central um, and just ran away from them in the game. Uh, the halftime score was fifty-one to thirty-five. Um, what? What? And, and what's crazy was the first quarter was the closest quarter there was, because the first quarter it was twenty-five twenty-one, and it, it was a close quarter. Uh, both teams were going back to back. Whenever one team would score, the other would score, and it was a great first quarter. Unlike the first game, where it really wasn't close throughout. Um and and so then this one had the makings of what could have been a really good game um but then Penn just went on a tear um like i said 51-35 at halftime uh Penn scored 30 points in the third quarter to get to 81 um and they and they weren't done they were not done uh they put up 27 points in the fourth quarter um to win 108 to 70 108 70 um, 108 points in a high school game um that, it was just crazy to watch the fourth quarter um and that was with the running clock too cuz here in Indiana we have a mercy rule for both um basketball and football when when the game gets above 35 points Uh, The clock will just start running uh, and it will not stop if the other team gets it under 35 points. Um, That's the one thing that I I, I wish that um, the IHSCA would fix um, once a team gets it under 35 or under, like, say, 21. Like, they have to get it under 21 for them to even consider putting the clock back. Um, But... As it stands right now, the clock does not re- uh, does not go back to its normal operation. It stays at a running clock unless there is, in basketball, uh, a foul um, or a timeout. That's it. That's the only time the, clocks, the clock will stop or unless the referee uh, deems something that the clock needs to be stopped for a certain reason. Then, then that's the referee's judgment on whether or not the clock should stop. But other than that, it's a foul or uh, a timeout. Um, but Penn got it up to 35 points, and it just began a running clock. Uh, they had a 40-point lead at one point in the fourth quarter, uh, 108 to 68. Uh, but Hammond Central quickly got that down uh, and scored. Um, to get it under 40 points, but still a 38-point win for Penn. Um, I was not expecting this at all. Um, I, I I went to this game, and I was expecting Penn to win by at least 10 points, uh, that 10 points being, you know, at the end with maybe some free throws, uh, maybe a couple buckets here and there. But I was not expecting Penn to get 108, 108 points. Uh, this is the most game that's the most points I've ever seen in a high school game live. Um, and it was just crazy to watch. Um so Penn uh, Marcus Burton for Penn had 31 points and five assists. Um so about close to his average. I think he's averaging about 30, 30, 30 points a game. Uh so just right at his average. Uh Joey Garwood had twenty-five. Mookie Ward had 13, Joe Smith 11, and Maverick Brown had 8. Maverick Brown came in late when uh, all the starters were pulled in the fourth quarter for Penn, and he went on a tear, got Penn over um, the 100-point mark, uh, and just kept scoring. And he had a great fourth quarter. Um, Marcus Burton now sits 23 points away from hitting the top 20 of the all-time scoring list here in Indiana. Um, he would overtake um, Jalen Blackman uh, for that spot. Um, so just a terrific uh, outing for Penn uh, in that first game. Uh, and that means that Penn uh, moves on to play Kokomo uh, and now moves to 28 and 1 on the year um, and Hammond Central falls to 26 uh, and, and two. Uh, and a great, a great season by them. That was the, this was the first loss for Hammond Central to an Indiana team. Uh, the only loss that they had was to an Illinois team, and that was Chicago Whitney Young in a tournament uh, over in Chicago. Um, so a great year by them. And I really expect Hammond Central to be back next year competing, uh, maybe for a semi-state title, if not a state title for the North. I really think Hammond Central has the making of competing for a state title, but also Kokomo is going to be back next year because Flory Badunga is only a junior, and Kokomo has a shot uh, to be back again next year. So I believe, I think the semi state's going to be the semi state championship game will be uh, Kokomo and Hammond Central. Um, I am calling that now. Um, Not going to say who wins because I don't know. Um, I I don't remember who all comes back for both teams. All I know is Flory Bedunga does come back for Kokomo. uh, And he is over the 1,000-point mark for scoring at Kokomo. um, And he has a shot to also join the list um, that uh, um, Marcus Burton is on uh, currently, the all-time scoring list for Indiana. Uh, not saying he's going to get very high on that list, and not saying he's going to make it at all either. But he has an opportunity to make it if he can get a thousand points uh, next year uh, as well, and he would become at that point the highest uh, scorer in Kokomo history. Uh, right now, it's only I think like nineteen hundred points. I don't remember the exact total. Um, I think that's what it was around nineteen hundred points uh, for Kokomo. So. It, it, pretty high number to reach but um i i think it i think it's possible uh so the semi-state championship game over at michigan city features penn and uh kokomo uh so 28 and one versus 23 and four um and unfortunately um penn fell one point short to kokomo um joey garwood hit a three with five seconds left to make the score 58 to 57 kokomo Uh, So here, also in high school basketball, um, the rule, there is no stoppage of clock on a made shot like there is um, in NCAA and and college ball and professional ball. My uh, my bad. So the clock will continue to run whether or not the shot goes in or not. So at that point, when Joey Garwood hit the three, Kokomo did not need to inbound and nor did they. Uh, they just let the ball sit on the sideline, and and just let the clock run out, and and they didn't get a five second call because the clock at that point was under five seconds, uh, and and five seconds is the amount of time that you have to get the ball inbounded, uh, and they didn't need to worry about that. They just let the clock run out, and Penn didn't realize that they needed to foul right away after the shot. Uh, they thought Kokomo was going to inbound and then they would foul, but um, just. A heartbreaking way for Penn to go out, um, especially for um, Marcus Burton, who is probably going to win Mr. Basketball for Indiana. Uh, if it's not him, it's going to be Flory Badunga, uh, and next year I'm calling Flory Badunga to win. If he doesn't win this year, he's going to win next year uh, for sure. He's a lock for uh, Mr. Basketball next year for the state of Indiana. Uh, so um, Penn's great season. Um, comes to an end Uh, they fall to 28 and 2 and Marcus Burton led the way with 27 points Uh, and Joey Garwood pitched in with 16 Um, but the talk of the game for that one was Flory Badunga Uh, he had 25 points and grabbed 22 rebounds he had 25 and 22 Uh, just a sure domination Um, and, and and here, here's the here's the crazy thing. For both games, Flory Bandunga had 56 points and 41 rebounds. Uh, that was combined in both games. Uh, so an absolutely dominant um, outing for Flory Bandunga yesterday at Michigan City. Um, and there is a sure reason why they are going down the state uh, for the north. Um, and they're going to have to meet... Uh, the powerhouse down in Indianapolis Ben Davis um, won their semi-state down at Newcastle and they moved to 32 and 0 on the year uh, so it's going to be Kokomo 24 and 4 versus Ben Davis 32 and 0 next Saturday down at Gamebridge Fieldhouse down in Indianapolis um so it's it, it'll be a crazy game uh, Kokomo is the only is one of the teams that gave uh, Ben Davis fits Uh, Ben Davis I believe only won by seven points it was like six or seven points in the regular season Uh, so it has the making of a really close game but I think if Ben Davis is on their game uh, I don't think there's anyone in the state who can beat them obviously they've already played Penn and they won by uh, 12 points they won 65 53 and up until yesterday that was Penn's only loss Uh, and I really thought we were going to have another uh, Ben Davis-Penn State Championship, uh, but Kokomo said otherwise, and they—they they, Kokomo was really good. Uh, first game, um, honestly, their guards didn't really impress me that much. But in the second game, Kokomo's guards just really stepped up um, and played a terrific game. Um, so uh, hats off to Kokomo. They played a really good game. Um, And unfortunately, Penn season will end. Uh, So now we're going to move down to 3A uh, over at Elkhart, uh, Northside Gym. We had uh, John Glenn, um, Delta, uh, Northwood, and Bishop Dwanger. Uh, So the first game in that semi-state was John Glenn-Delta. And this game was really close, a tight game. Um, and John Glenn fell just short to making it to the semi-state championship game and their great their great run in this tournament comes to an end. Uh, they lost to delta 15 to 47. Uh, so John Glenn finishes the year at 17 and 11 and Delta now has the honor to play the winner of either number one Northwood or Bishop Dwanger. Uh, so in that next game, uh, Northwood defeated Bishop Dwanger uh, fifty-three, forty-three. Uh, the scoreboard, the final score does not dictate how close this game was. I've heard from many people from Northwood fans that this game was actually very close throughout. Um, and Northwood just kind of won mostly on, a, on on free throws at the end. Um, and and just it is a really good, really good game. Bishop Dwanger now thirteen and fourteen on the year. Um, and Northwood now. Um, 26 and two, uh, 27 and two. My bad. Um, now they are uh, on their way to the semi-state championship game to play Delta. Uh, in that game, Tyler Roush for um, Northwood fell just short of a triple double: uh, 12 points, 11 rebounds, and nine blocks. Uh, so, like I said, Northwood plays Delta in the semi-state championship game. And uh, Bishop Dwanger falls to thirteen and fourteen on the year. So a great run by Bishop Dwanger, um, in there. And, and the championship game over here at over at Elkhart, uh, I had the honor to go to as well. Uh, Northwood defeated Delta fifty-one to thirty-six, and they are advancing to the three A state championship game for the first time in program history. Uh, so congratulations to Northwood. Uh, just a really great year uh for the Northwood Panthers. Uh they are the second. They are one of two number 1 seeds to advance uh to the state championship. Uh the other number 1 seed was 4A and they won. Um obviously they're going down the state as well like I said. Um so in the game scoring wise for Northwood Panthers led in scoring by Cade Brenner. Uh he had 19 points. Uh Tyler Roush had himself a game two with twelve points and eleven rebounds, uh, and so for, in both games combined for him, he was twenty. He had twenty four points, twenty two rebounds, and eleven blocks. Uh, just a great outing for him as well. Um, and his brother Ian Roush had eleven points. Uh, Ian Wolf had six. Uh, his six points didn't come until the fourth quarter, uh, but they were key points because Delta did come back in the game um and made quite a game out of it. They got the lead. Northwood was up by 15 points at one point and they got the lead down to um I believe 6 at 30 to 24 in the third quarter, but then Northwood just kind of opened up um their defense and just kind of uh just shut down Delta for a while and uh they pushed the lead back and ended up winning 51-36. And Brock, uh, Brock Bontrager rounded out the Northwood scoring with three. So next next Saturday, Northwood uh, faces Gurn Catholic at the state finals at gamebridge Fieldhouse. That tip-off is set for 6 p.m. Eastern. Uh, so you can check it out on IHSA.org slash TV. Um, or if you want, you can drive down to Indianapolis and watch the game live. Um, I don't know what I'm going to be doing. I'm either going to be watching it on TV or going to it or going to uh Gamebridge Fieldhouse to watch it live. Uh, I don't know yet. Um but anyway, uh so we're going to move to um 2A and uh the 2A semi-state was being held down in Logansport and the first game there was Fort Wayne Blackhawk and Gary 21st Century. Um and this game was close throughout, too. This game finished 88-82. Uh, to 82. That's without overtimes, by the way. No overtimes played, 88-82. Uh, if you took um, the under in scoring, you lost. Uh, if you took the over, you won. Um, but, yeah, like, like I said, Fort Wayne Blackhawk gets the win in that one. Uh, and they advanced to the semi-state championship to face either Lewis Cass or uh, uh, Wampanoag. and Lewis Cass beat Wampinani, and Wampanoag came in with a record of, I th- believe, twenty-five and one, uh, and and beat them to advance to this uh, semi uh, semi state championship game uh, against Fort Wayne Blackhawk, who Blackhawk is a powerhouse in basketball. Uh, in one A, they were cruising to state uh, state championships. Uh, I believe they won two in a row. They got bumped up to two A. Uh, I believe they they fell short in two A, but now they're back, um, and they have made a run in 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 high school basketball. So they are a powerhouse over in Fort Wayne, um, and Lewis Cass had the honor of playing them. And Fort Wayne Blackhawk did what Blackhawk does um, in the tournament. They win, um, and they win big. Uh, blackhawk wins 75 58 to advance to another state championship um, Lewis Cass season comes to an end but uh fort Wayne blackhawk gets to play for another banner and another trophy to put in the trophy case um, and just just a great great job a great season my bad. great season for uh fort Wayne Blackhawk um they they played anyone and everyone um, they could. Uh, they are an independent school. Uh, they, so they don't have the um, they don't have to deal with uh, conference scheduling or whatever. They can play anyone they want to. Uh, they played some really good competition too. They played uh, North Davies uh, who had won the 1A state championship last year. Um, and they were going to get moved up to 2A. Uh, But they decided to vote against that, and they moved themselves up to 3A. uh, And North Davies had a shot to make it to uh, Indianapolis, but fell short uh, yesterday. Uh, North Davies um, fell to um, Scottsburg down in uh, Seymour, Indiana, uh, 47-45. So if North Davies would have won, we would have had a Northwood-North Davies state championship. Uh, that would have been a rematch of the Raymond James Hall of Fame Classic over in Newcastle uh, early in the year when Northwood beat them uh, 58-53. So it would have been a great rematch game, um, And but unfortunately North Davies fell short, but Northwood advanced to the state finals. Uh, so we're going to move down to 1A, and, that one, and the 1A f- uh, semi-state was being held uh, down in Lafayette, Jeff. Uh, that's Lafayette-Jefferson a uh, high school and Southwood um with the record they came in with the record <laughs> it, it, it's crazy they kind of had it like a John Glenn kind of kind of year it was kind of up and down but they kind of turned it on late in the year and so it's a late season run um but they came in with with 12 losses um and they 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 pulled out a win um, So it was was just crazy. Southwood beat uh, Fountain Central 63-57. So a good tight game there. Um, And then the other game was Marquette Catholic and Coutts. And and another close game, only a five-point win for Marquette Catholic. And Marquette Catholic is also a powerhouse in basketball. Uh, They made it to two consecutive state championships uh, a while ago. And they won one and then lost one. Uh, and couchs and has been a regular season powerhouse uh, they they have cruised in um, the regular season uh, but when it comes to tournament time they kind of they kind of sputter out um, but hey they have some good competition that they have to play uh, as well uh, so that uh, championship game for 1a was um, Southwood and Marquette Catholic and Marquette. Southwood pulled out another win uh, to make it to the state championship game, uh, beating Marquette Catholic sixty-four to fifty-six. Uh, Southwood fifteen and twelve on the year. They are the only team in the state finals with uh, twelve losses, which is crazy. Uh, I have I I have to think Southwood is going to be back again next year. Uh, I don't know how many seniors they have. I don't know how many guys they lose. Um, but I really think with the with the opportunity that they have this year, I really ha- think they can be back next year, um, if they have you know enough players from this team, uh, the the core team for this year coming back, um, I, I really think they have an opportunity to be back. Um, so now we're going to uh, switch our attention um, to uh, college basketball, um, if. You live under a rock. <laughs> um, the NCAA tournament started uh, this past week, uh, this past um, Wednesday. Um, and so the, the official tournament started uh, Thursday. Um, so it, the, the first two playing games were Tuesday and Wednesday. Tournament, uh, the official 64-team tournament started uh, Thursday, Thursday. And we got an upset right off the bat. Uh, Furman, the 13th seed, took out Virginia, the four seed, um, and uh, a three-pointer with 2.4 seconds left in the game for Furman knocked out uh, Virginia, and and they went on and uh, Furman moves on in the tournament uh, to uh, advance. They uh, Furman won sixty eight to sixty seven again on that last second three, um, and, and so in, in that Virginia was taking the ball out of bounds uh, on the baseline underneath the Furman basket, and, and the inbound went tr- they the inbounder tried to throw the ball over half court, did not make it, got intercepted by a Furman player, kicked it to a cutting uh, for another uh, Furman player. Going for a three-pointer, and he just drained it from. It was a pretty deep three. I would say around thirty-five feet, forty feet. It was a. It was a deep three, uh, for college basketball. It was nothing but net. Uh, he knew it was good all the way, um, and, and Furman moves on to um, uh, play another game, and Virginia's season comes to an end, um, unfortunately in the first round for the second time. Uh, and that other time was back in um, 2015 when they were the overall number one seed and lost to UMBC, uh, the University of Maryland, Baltimore County, um, in, a, in just a blowout game. Uh, and they were the first number one seed to lose um, to a 16 seed uh, ever. Um, and that is a hint and another thing that happened. Um, But um, then Princeton, uh, the 15th seed, uh, beat Arizona in the first round. So that final score was 59-55. And it was the first time that both the Princeton men and the Princeton women won uh, in the NCAA tournament uh, together. Uh, That was the first time that 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 had ever happened. So congratulations to Princeton for that. Um, and unfortunately, uh, that, that busted a lot of brackets. Uh, Arizona was picked to go at least in my bracket anyway, quite a long ways. I know there was other people's brackets that picked them in the, uh, uh, to win the, uh, national championship, uh, and their bracket is really busted. Uh, obviously, um, you probably know whose bracket that was, um, but I know that person didn't fill out the bracket because he's not capable of doing that. Um, Anyway, um, Pitt beat Iowa State. Um, The 11 seed Pitt, they won the the play-in game and they got the opportunity to play on uh, and they got to play Iowa State and they they just walloped Iowa State. Um, The first 10 minutes... Pitt got up 22 to 2 22 to two. no joke uh, and then Pitt went cold for a while um, their 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 glorious shooting kind of went downhill from there but hey anyway, 22 to two to start and, and that was a message sent by Pitt um, uh, for sure like hey if you hey, I, hey Iowa State if you guys think you're going to win, well, you better step up, and obviously you didn't step up enough. Uh, Pitt moves on with the final score of 59-41, um, so Pitt gets to play another round. Uh, the biggest upset of the NCAA tournament thus far, Fairleigh Dickinson University stunned number one seed Purdue 63-58, to um, it was incredible just a back and forth game. there was 14 lead changes by the way. 14 um, but here's the, here so here's the thing about these smaller these this, the Cinderella teams, um, what you would call um, the the other the other team not the power five but the, like the mid majors. So here's the thing about that. if you are a power five team, you need to jump on these mid major schools. Because, and, he, and here's here's why you need to do that. Um, if you let the mid-major teams and these Cinderella teams hang around in the game, they get confidence. And when they get confidence, they get shots. And when they get shots, they start making them. So when you, when you jump on the, um, the, the, the mid-majors early, it kind of kills the, the, the confidence that they have. On the flip side of that, if you're a mid-major and you're playing a Power 5 team, you need to hang around because you never know. Um, it could be your day. Uh, and, and and that day was fairly Dickinson's day. They had to lead at halftime against Purdue, 32-31. to 31. So a, a really close game throughout. But Purdue let uh, FDU hang around in the game and the results speak for themselves. Fairleigh Dickinson came away with the win. So, Purdue, that's that's their third straight loss to a thirteenth seed or higher in the past three years in the NCAA tournament. So, Purdue has not had any good luck in, in, in the uh, NCAA tournament uh, at all. Um one of those years, they lost to a 15 seed when they were uh, a two seed. And that 15 seed was St. Peter's um, in the same conference um, as FDU. FDU did not have any big wins over higher seeds. That was their first win. Uh, so congratulations to FDU, by the way. um. And moving on uh, in the uh, upset recently, uh, yesterday Arkansas, the eight seed, beat number one Kansas, seventy-two to seventy-one, uh, in the second round. Uh, so that does not count towards um, a sixteen seed beating a one. So fun fact on that: now two seeds, uh, sixteen seeds, are now two and one hundred and fifty against number one seeds all time in the NCAA tournament in the first round. So that that is crazy. Uh, so now Virginia is not the only team to lose to a number one seed. Uh, Purdue is now joins them. Um and and also the Big Ten, the Big Ten has really crumbled in the NCAA tournament. Uh, during the year, all you during uh, the regular season and, and conference championship weeks, all you heard was about the Big Ten is gonna really impress people in the NCAA tournament. Well, they have been the biggest dud of the NCAA tournament, conference-wise. Uh, teams just going out left and right. Uh, Indiana plays today, uh, and they—they they are believe Michigan State is the only other Big Ten team in the uh, uh, NCA tournament this. So uh, in the NCAA tournament now, so if both of those teams lose today, both of those teams are gone. They're done. And the Big Ten has uh, no other teams left. So not saying that either both teams are going to win, but if the Big Ten wants to keep going in the NCAA tournament, they need both of those teams or at least one of them to win and move on. Um, so also yesterday, Princeton also knocked out Missouri. So Princeton now has two wins in the NCAA tournament, uh, they knocked out uh, Missouri, the 7th seed, um, and that final score was 78-63, to 63, so a dominant performance uh, by them. And to this point, um, and I don't know what's happened today yet. Uh, I haven't watched any of the games, but that is all the upsets um, to today this far uh, in the NCAA tournament. Uh, so we'll see what happens today. Um but with that we're I'm gonna wrap it up here. Uh this was mainly to get uh news of high school basketball out and some upsets uh in the NCAA tournament. Uh if you're wondering, yes, I did fill out brackets. Um I have six total brackets for the men. Um actually nine. Th- um three on paper, um, three on uh tournament challenge for ESPN and then Three on the March Madness app, and all of those brackets are shot. By the way, um, I had Purdue winning in some of those brackets, um, but the ones that I picked Houston in are doing fairly well. Um, I also did pick Grand Canyon in in some of those as well, just because why not? And you know, that's that was a team I was pulling for. Uh, Grand Canyon fell short to Gonzaga. Um, not surprising. Gonzaga is a really good team. But uh, on that note, uh, we're gonna wrap, I'm going to wrap it up here. So uh, join us next week for another edition of the Good Fight Sport Sports Podcast. Uh, so until then, so long, everybody. Hey, everyone. We hope you enjoyed the episode today. If you did, you should go check out the rest of our episodes on our website at ccflugnutspodcast.com. You can also listen to us wherever you find your podcasts. Follow us on our Facebook and Instagram pages by searching the Lug Nuts Podcast Group. Thanks for listening, and remember, Jesus loves you, so do we.